podcast. Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wacky wave waving in front of the wall. <laughs> Sealers of my folds. They just instantly turn all of my crevices into icicles that combine together, and I'm kind of like a mutant. I'm kind of like Iceman, Max Men. Yeah. Because all my folds are now like iced over because it's fucking cold out. Yeah, but you can keep a drink in there. Uh, you know what I mean? For like a right. real long time yeah. too, because it just freezes. Yeah, just had like my like a kind like, of those, oh, you those need red nice, coolers. <laughs> you need a nice red cooler refreshment. Hold on a second. Just walk it out like you just pull it right out. Just fucking have like a little hook on my back. I just you know I just carry on this case of fucking like, kind of like Wally does. You know how he carries his lunchbox on his. Oh bus? yeah, Wally. Yeah, I just walk around. Wow. And then I smash your beer cans with my stomach, just like Wally. <laughs> just like Wally. Just like Wally. Yes. Oh, oh. that's been committed to digital audio forever. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> fell off the track with Wally, huh? Smash. You don't beer like Wally? Con- no, I, I I liked it, but I mean the content that they put within it. I mean the, they had the dude injecting in his arms and stuff, and like make it trying to make it funny. Oh, that's hilarious! That drugs. must be the director's cut. It's a cockroach. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's not... No, he has a cockroach pet. No, he was doing it, too. Oh, that's what the cockroach was for. Right, right. Radiation injections. It's been a real long time since I've seen that movie, so, like, (laughs) give me a refresher. What what scene... Is this, like, in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, so it's... It's when he's alone. I mean... By himself. So it's before he finds Eva, the, um... Who's clearly... uh, I won't go there. Right. Yeah. So, finds, so Karen comes, but before Karen, until he finds Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> so he's on Earth. Earth is apocalyptic. Everything's destroyed, full of trash because everyone got super fat because you know they stopped running and getting breezes through their folds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing was this little robot who meets this um, cockroach of a drug dealer, and uh, they go around smashing and digging. Tra- uh, digging in the trash, smashing it up, building new buildings because they're just high all the time. Oh wow, that! I mean, it was the only way he could get entertainment. That is, wow, that's a very different take on that movie than uh, than what I thought it was. Yeah, and then just like in, uh, it, I mean, essentially the movie is just an animated version of Dirty Dancing, uh, where Eva comes in and then just saves the day and turns his life around. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't put baby in the corner. I'm almost mad at how well that works. <laughs> Accurate. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Stat Block. It is chilly, and I am Ben. It's way too goddamn cold for this, and I'm Chris. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm I, I'm Jesse. It's eerily quiet, don't you think? I just overall, I just get this very vibe of quiet. Like in in the world or here? Kind of, yes, actually, everywhere. It's just very, very quiet. Don't you it's because people are at home where they fucking need to be. Yes, please. Be <laughs> <at home. laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. As, and, as and we it's... say that from a different location from our homes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's uh, uh, because the walnut of a human being has been voted out and has is slowly but surely becoming more and more irrelevant. Yay. So there's a lot less news that revolves yeah. around that orange Yeah, man. that's true. My TV's not on 24-7 just being like, look at all the shit! Mm-hmm. I'm just watching a whole bunch of... all. The only videos I see nowadays are videos of people getting stabbed in the arm with the, with the COVID vaccine. Yeah. That's all I'm getting flooded with. Oh, a did very you guys- calm, collected... 
Here, let me stab you in the arm. Did you guys see the video of the uh, doctors and nurses dancing in oh, New York? When yeah. they, dude, that was amazing. I love that. Yeah. They were dancing. Yeah, they were. There's like they got the first shipment. They got their of first vaccine. shipment, and they straight up like actually just dancing for joy. Yeah, nice. That yeah, is no, amazing. Was awesome. That's great to see. Yeah, uh, I watched a small little like how many doses can fit in your standard like fridge freezer. Yeah, because that had to be stored really cold, right? And they said it was 900,000 can fit. 900,000 doses can fit in just your freezer. If your freezer is completely empty. I mean, I think it's a little bit bigger than your standard freezer, but... That's still... Not fridge size. That's a lot. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, the, the quiet is, uh, is a sense I feel mostly in, in regards to the internet. Twitter's been real peaceful lately. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I, I don't want to die every time i open the bluebird app anymore it's really good (laughs) so now where do we think the first zombie outbreak is gonna be florida florida i mean it is the like the shit saying of the world oh (laughs) what i didn't huh no, you were saying about Florida? <laughs> no, I'll lean into it. Yeah, no, Florida's awful. Yeah, you were saying about Florida? Great place to visit. Ooh, rough place to live. I mean, there was that... The first zombie case, I think, actually happened in Florida. Was <laughs> that, <laughs> oh, the the bath salts thing, like, six years ago or right? whenever that was. That no, was wild, That's a really good man. call, then. Yeah, no, Florida is going to be where the first thing, you know, uh, so... Yeah. We Florida, do. Florida is gonna be where the first, uh, the first random zombie pops we up. We gotta get off the coast, so that you can just take a boat and bring that shit right up here. Yeah, no, no zombies for us, please. No. Well, I mean, we're we're in Maine. I think we'll be good if the <laughs> zombies broke out in Maine. Where are you gonna go? Starbucks. Duncan's? <laughs> You're gonna go to the Dunk? No, I'm gonna go with one of my ten friends that has like fifteen guns. I mean, there's. I guess that that place is or, everywhere. Though. Or like two hours north, where civilization completely drops off, and there's nothing but trees and moose. Yeah, true. Oh, that's where that hermit lives. That guy that just keeps on skidding those squirrels up there. He just keeps. <laughs> yeah. He's making the the squirrel tea piece for sale. Yeah. That guy. Have you got, have you seen them? They're they're great. He's got all different colors and shades. Nice. It's uh, what he does is he takes the skins of the squirrels and he just kind of pieces them together, kind of like a puzzle, and turns them into like TP tents for people to go sleep in, up in his hovel in the How mountains of Maine. How do you think of that? How do you? Do, I don't like, know. I was just trying to think like, okay, like, so like, oh, there's a deer. What, what sort I, of weird I have to, shit? I have to be honest with you. As a non-Maine native, it took me a hot second to figure out if you were serious or not, because that sounds like some straight northern Maine shit. Right. And then you have the lady that sells the moose poop jewelry. <laughs> The turning I mean, yeah, works because you can actually like if you shine shit enough, it does become oh, shiny. There, there are dice for that, actually. <laughs> oh no, that's so yeah, weird. Yeah, no, dice made out of moose poop. Yeah, I've, I've yeah yeah. There yeah. no like I'm not even messing with you. Can't Canadian special. Uh that's Canadian special. That's yeah, what they call it. That's what they for call all it. of our D and D fans up in yeah. Canada. <laughs> for my, for my girlfriend, special. no, you're not getting them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, so send gross. Send us pictures. Yeah, send they, us pictures of moose shit. Do they at least like lacquer <laughs> them over, like with some sort of like gloss? They're like they look like dice. They're just also moose poop. Okay, that's well, that's a thing. Um, who thought of that? Like I was, I was thinking think, about the squirrel thing. Who thought of that as a? Who the fuck thought of taking moose shit and going? Meh, I. We could probably get something out of this. Dude. How about something that someone handles and like the only usage out of it is it's to, to handle to touch it. it. Yeah. It's to touch it and use it by touching it. Let's do that. Because moose poop apparently doesn't stink. I mean, maybe. I guess I have not, I haven't checked yeah, recently. I, it's not I don't something. Know. I mean, that is going heavy into the druid. I mean, or just any sort of weird, strange person out in the woods. Yeah. Just, I mean, if you are just going. That's your, that's your hermit background dice right there. <laughs> right. Just, and that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, so we're going to have a zombie apocalypse. We're going to flee. we got to go to somewhere fucking else, not Florida. Yeah. And what are we going to see along our travels? Maybe you're going to come across this hermit who makes squirrel teepees and moose poop earrings. Well, I mean, at least if we if that happened and we went up north where there are moose, meeses, where there's meese, then... You know damn well <laughs> You know damn well. Moses. That is moose. 
<laughs> moose this is the plural of uh, moose. Yeah. Um, no, then, I mean, at least we wouldn't have to stop playing D&D. Yeah, I, that's have, what I was thinking, is, like, if, if the world collapses, we have a surefire way to continue to play D&D. It would have, like, weird background music music with zombies banging on the door. Oh, though, yeah, just like... Kinda, uh, uh, <laughs> that fucking hurt. That wasn't bad, though. Oh, oh. man. What? <laughs> Ow. Squirrel got your tongue? That'd be some cool <laughs> ambiance, though. Yeah. <laughs> You come across this cave. I like these. And you weird. hear the eerie sounds within. Oh god, that made my eyes water. Uh, <laughs> help! <laughs> help! He's got my leg. He's got my leg. Help me! I got. I can't. Nope. All right. Uh, just roll for initiative. Damn it! I really thought that was shaking me. <laughs> <laughs> the box with the screwdriver did not shake like a dice. I wonder why. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, hey, look, the dice. box with dice in it. Yeah, I should have handed it to you. That's my bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, hey, guys, remember when this is about D&D? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, I so, feel like random is the theme of the day. Just very strange random. That's what we're going to talk about. For our triple T, our tabletop talk is random encounters. What you can expect, or you know, kind of come up with for those times in between. Maybe you are um, in between your story arc, so the party has to travel from one major city to another major city, and it's a long yeah. ways away. What type of stuff could happen in between? You can plan side quests; those are always fun. But every now and then, the party may just run astray and run into something completely random, and those sessions are always, you know, yeah. pretty fun, actually. Those ones tend out, tend out, tend to uh, be really good. Blast. Oh. I don't know. Words yeah. are not coming out of my face properly. Oh, good, good, good. That's that's what we like to hear yeah. for our show about words coming out of faces. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> uh, so, traditionally, what I, what I've kind of fallen into, and it's it's not, I don't think I think it's good to have like a fallback option for your random encounters, uh, just in case you can't come up with anything. So what I do is I just I take percentile dice, and then for however many days the travel is going to be, I have everyone roll. And uh, the first day there is a ten percent chance that a random encounter happens. The yeah. second day, if nothing happened on the first day, the second day I increase that to a twenty percent chance, and I just add ten percent on each time for for every day yeah. to increase the likelihood of something's going to happen. Because it's boring if you're just traveling. Random encounters. What type of shit can we run into along the road? Yeah. I have that base uh, percentage chance that something could happen, but you know maybe you just put one small thing on the side of a road and see where the party kind of takes it, and use maybe their own ideas to develop the encounter. Like what would be a cool random encounter that that you guys would like to play through oh um a couple of my favorites are just like the uh seemingly unattended hut with the obvious fire on the inside like a uh um just a random hut just like kind of maybe on the cliffside face yeah just off the distance up in the yeah. up in the trail like someone's home Maybe there's or just somebody a small lives bit there, of belongings on the outside, but there's something in there. Yeah, that one's always fun because, uh, from a DM perspective, uh, like the way that your players react to it, I think is a great way to decide what's actually going to be there. I hate having those parties though that just kind of run up and set the fucking tent on fire. Yeah. Um, think about what we did with the uh, werebear. Oh, um, and you guys. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So this was. Um, and I think it was a pretty random encounter. I didn't really plan for that to, to come across. But you guys were traveling through a forest that was littered with drow. And you came across this massive wooden house with several cut down trees surrounding and littering kind of the area. It's almost like someone walked into the center of a very dense forest. Decided, yeah, I'm going to put a house cut. right here in the middle. And I'm going to leave all these tree trunks just in my yard. So yeah. this big massive tree trunks in this uh, kind of pine needle crested ground. Leading to this uh, massive logged cabin where this werebear was living. And he was just a super chill werebear. He wasn't, like, mad at anybody. He was very alone. Yeah. Never seemed to be bothered, like, really ever in his life. And just kind of lives out there as a woodsman. And then he led you to a shortcut through the Feywilds that put you closer to your destination further north in the forest. Yeah. Um, and that... Uh, when we... Well, I remember when we approached that and... Uh, I really, like, with my character, Yorick, I really wanted to make contact with this dude and try to, like, 
talk to him and see, like, I also didn't know what was inside at the time. I think we found out that it was just a massive, like, hairball, like, humongous. And there were signs around that it was a, like, some whatever lived here was Yeah, some large Enormous, thing. yeah. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and I knew that what we were walking through was uncharted territory to us as a party and i wanted a guide and i was like what better than this hermit living out of nowhere and i remember the party didn't want to and um coincidentally when we ran and rolled our stealth checks i rolled like a two so i ended up like my character fell over a tree it snapped he fell and then the werebear woke up and he came out and uh and i tried to like make nice with him but it didn't really work until our wizard um cast a spell so yeah, that we could talk languages. to him right right yeah just yeah. getting past that communication barrier see that's for me i think it's it's partially because of my like style when as when it comes to like with random encounters but with a lot of things i consider myself a very reactive dm i don't plan for a lot i like to kind of let the player choice influenced the way that I'm going to deal with it. So, like, I'll pick, uh, like, to use the hut as an example, I'll be like, there's a hut over there. I don't know what's in that yet. We're going to see how they deal with that. If uh, if they decide to get super, like, aggro about it and they just ranch, like, completely destroy the thing, uh, set it on fire, take everything of value, uh, then later on down the road, they're going to run into the very large orc tracker who lived there he is going to immediately recognize the majority of his belongings draped over the party and now he's going to beat the shit out of you <laughs> just walking down with a giant log over his shoulder hey you guys kid you fucking burned down my hut what the fuck i don't know what you're talking about this is this is my my stuff i what i don't Look, that uh, clear. I sneak up behind him and stab him in the ass. Do I get sneak attack? Do I, I, I get sneak what? attack, right? What? I get sneak get attack, the yeah. Fuck away from my ass. What are you doing? Do I get sneak attack? I get sneak attack, right? Look, Can I roll with sneak that attack? That satchel clearly says Blorgoth on it. My name's Blorgoth. Oh, uh, that's my name, too. It's very common in this world. Yes, DM, DM, can I have sneak attack? Can I please have sneak attack? No, you can't. He's standing right there in front of you. You can't have sneak attack with this dude. What are you talking about? Oh, There's the nowhere this to hide. This is bullshit. Rogues are such a terrible class. You try to hide somewhere. You're standing in the, on the side of a hill with no trees on it, with a burning teepee behind you. <laughs> that felt too real. <laughs> I feel like I've lived through that moment several times. <laughs> I love the rogue class. <laughs> It is it is a little fun to kind of sneak around, but not to burn down Blorgoth's fucking teepee. It's just yeah. rude. But yeah, so like they take it super aggro. Like oh, you run into the you know the person or creature or whatever who lives there, and now you have a fight on your hands. If you decide to be super peaceful about it, uh, like if you just if you're real cautious, if they, oh let's let's stealth, let's roll up peacefully, you know, unarmed, everything's cool. Well, now it's uh, some. You know, just some nomad, some wanderer who happens to have a bunch of d nice things and doesn't really understand the value of money. Right. I love having those, like, uh, almost kind of, like, weird merchants that just travel along the road that are very, like, just kind of off-putting in a way. Yeah. And then try to sell you something completely fucking weird. Yep. So, like, just have this guy that is dressed in this clown outfit pushing a cart down the road while dragging a donkey behind him. And he has this mystical set of glasses that will teleport you to the fucking, in the center of the keep of the next kingdom that you go to. Some weird shit like that. Yeah. That this fucking clown just tries to sell you. Be fucking great to just roleplay out with somebody. Very yeah. strange, very weird. Oh yeah, weird, like weird merchants are always a good one. Uh, I like, I know everybody, you hear random encounter and everybody's like, oh, combat. And like, that's absolutely a thing you can do. Like there's there's tables and tables for it in uh, in Xanathar's, but I don't know. Uh, maybe for me personally, just due to the I don't know lack of necessary prep required for like truly random combat, I don't really like that because that has a chance to go like either very very quickly or very very wrong. Yeah, and I find that like. I would you only I would I tend not to use random encounters for combat because it just seems like a way to slow the session down a little bit yeah. by having some random dice rolls come mm -hmm. in. Now there could they, be some cool things that you come across as far as you know interesting creatures to fight that could be living in the area and especially Oh yeah. I like to try to have a reason to attack the party during travel. Right. But if there is a, uh, a kind of 
good time to insert something that could be against the story arc, that's what I like to use random encounters for. Mm. So something that I always like want to do is have something super fucking weird and super cool in my random encounters. And one thing I've always wanted to do is kind of throw in this weird, almost technological, like alien-like race. This very strange, like, okay, oh. so hear me out, right? So you, um, you're traveling along the coastline. And you are walking on these very high cliffs along the coastline, and the water is down far below you. And you reach a part of the coastline where there's a path that comes down from these cliff sides, and it leads to almost like these um, different flat, slate-like rocks that have all been worn by the ocean water, and water still goes over them every now and then. But they're large enough and they're flat enough to where you could build structures on them, kind of standing above the water, okay. and just have these weird, bald-headed, alien-like creatures down there maybe those rocks are like a bright orange color and the water is like this weird kind of neon green down in that area and maybe there's these weird fumes coming out of there i don't know something fucking strange that you just kind of wander down the path and come across these dudes oh i like that so are they are they friendly do they do they speak common i don't know you tell me so um i think it's all depending on uh, the reaction of the party, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh, something that I think would be cool in a random encounter would be, okay, let's make it beneficial to the party under certain circumstances. Yeah, okay, so this, yeah, we're going to go Bioware on this. This is your this is your, your conversation moral choice system. All right. So, okay, so this is something that I think that they could call back on in the future if they needed yeah, a resource. Yeah, in, like, a time of need. Right, just have something beneficial in those terms along with it, and maybe not necessarily like a magical item. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So if we're doing that, then these people will have a way to... You know would be a good one for, for aliens? Here's here's a good one, because this is a this is a problem that uh, can you can run into a lot in D&D uh, games, especially like larger games. Like, is a problem that we ran into a lot is travel. That's dude, you read my mind is travel. So it's it's a way some kind of way for like fast the travel to, system. Yeah, get around. Uh, and the way they would obtain it would be to solve a problem that is appropriate for the party level um, that the aliens are facing. So there is this really cool, really powerful druid spell that you can kind of twist into this travel thing that you have. So there, these aliens are down by this, but down at like ocean level, right? Yeah. Just on these small, like weird orange colored slates. So traveling, there's this large cliffside that's kind of obscuring them from view. They have to travel down this pathway to come find these things. So the druid spell essentially lets you travel through the earth. So you kind of sink down into the earth, and it moves you through the entire earth at a rapid speed to end up at your location, very similar to teleport, just with druidic flavor. Right? Okay, yeah. And you do that kind of like in these torpedo shells that oh, are so beneath that... the water that go through the earth. Yeah. And shoot you to where you want to go. Ooh. I really like that. Yeah. But that, I mean, just think of this race, though. Why would they give this to the party? Because that was super convenient, super powerful magic. Yeah. Okay, why would they? How about, um, can I do? Uh, yeah, let go. me let me give an alternative. Um, because uh, <laughs> if we're talking about aliens, then my mind immediately goes to like sci-fi type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say this alien race, uh, it has been here for a while, and or was here like. In uh, deep in the past, oh, okay, like okay. Of so years they're ago. like the some of the like original races of the planet. So throughout uh, the, let's say they're in Faerun, right? Throughout Faerun, there's these um, magical, uh, like n- maybe not even magic. It doesn't matter how, how it happens, but there's these like teleporting um, spots where you can basically go there and you can teleport to one of these other spots. So it still makes it so that 
if as a DM you want to have them having to traverse through something to kind of earn their, you know, earn where they're going, then they still have to do that. They still have, still to, have to actually find right, the spots. Right, but they can go and, like, clear the cobwebs and the vines that yeah. are hanging off Figure out how they work. Or brush the sand and just make it out them, of the desert. Just or, make it really convenient, though, and make those spots actually go to, like, major cities that they're oh, going to yeah. go to. Because that's where this alien group has been taking people from the cities to biopsies their brains oh yeah okay yeah yeah yep. yep. if you want to use it you got to get your brains biopsied and, oh and what they give you is a, a biopsy of your brain they give you a sedative put you to sleep yep right put you on a stretcher and biopsy then, your brain and then they give you a map to indicate where they are and the uh, appropriate like um you know password or you know the word that you must chant in order to use them yeah the like the activation phrase right and then like so you have it for every single spot that you would like to go and then i mean it's it would be dm's discretion on which cities they go they like can actually fast travel to um and it would make it so that they still have to traverse the lands to go to you know wherever you need them to go however if they are in one city and need to go to another city because that's where the item that they need made yeah whatever it's where they're you know know. where the plot takes them right 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 no that sounds really cool and i actually like that because it it presents the opportunity to become more than just a random encounter like that in and of itself can become an entire side quest like if you have this because, like you said, so they're an ancient race. They're like a, a pre-regular civilization race. So they have this ancient map of all these travel, uh, like these travel waypoints. But that map no longer aligns with the current geographical condition of the continent. So you have to do your best to interpret that map to find the waypoints. So you could give them like one for free. Like it starts, and you're like your first one. Uh, takes you to you know whatever the major city of the area is if your party is comfortable with just that then you can just they can just roll with that that can be their one waypoint but if they put in the effort if they you know if they have the time allotted over the course of their adventure they can go around and they can try to find every single one and that's that's i think kind of the thing that you were mentioning before ben about trying to find like a random encounter that has a way to build into or just slightly branch off of yeah, the main goal that, that could follow the story into the future. Yeah, right. It, so it, maybe if they like uh, do a few tasks from these people, um, and they accomplish like a few certain goals, then they will provide them with the technology to uh, create their like a, a portal wherever they like see fit. Yeah, and that would like it. It would take probably like See, a week the, or something like that. The but. natural gamer in me is like, I'm running through this in my head like an achievement thing. It's like, and if you find all 100, you know, 100 waypoints, you get the 100. percent And then they give you the option to just put a waypoint wherever you want. And I'm like, <laughs> and then you get a gold trophy. Yeah, and then you, you get complete a, the next, yeah. <laughs> the next one. And then you've got to get a hundred more achievements, and then you can get the platinum trophy, and then you can kill yourself because you did all that for basically nothing because no, the game's you, over now. If you get the platinum platinum trophy you get 400 points on your total point score for when you're uh, judged on how you are a hero at the end of the game session and yeah whoever has that's how that works points is the best hero so how so i'm thinking of how these guys <laughs> talk to the party and i was thinking no mouth um but a neck with a, a extra few folds in it almost like a like an older person's like turkey neck okay is that insulting <laughs> No, uh, I don't want it to be like a weird vagina neck that you're. Oh, uh, okay. I did making. describe a weird vagina neck. Okay, then I the don't folds, want that. No, the folds go the like other really, way. It's really taut, really taut pulled skin, and it just has this massive hole in it that looks like this weird it's dark like portal. Open mouth. <laughs> this weird dark portal that like flashes at you when they speak, in the in the like syllables that they speak in oh uh. there's just no face just this weird just this normal hot skin head long neck humanoid with no face that has this like white skin where you can see purple veins underneath uh. it that's really gross and they have this massive hole in their neck where there's this weird portal that this they is flashing light oh uh. yeah oh these are terrible but it, I when, they, when they when they speak gross. they're seven feet tall uh. and when they speak it just kind of vibrates and um 
it's almost like you don't hear any audible noise coming from them. Yeah. And it's just it's going beamed directly into your head. Into your head. <laughs> it's not telepath. It's not telepathy. I'm saying that right. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be like a raspiness to it, I think. Like yeah. A, just, I don't know. Give it like a... Hey guys, <laughs> that wasn't raspy at all. <laughs> I don't know, cracky, cracky. I don't know what hold up, is it. Hold up, hold up. How is, is it, it's probably just gonna be feelings. Greetings, humans. That was amazing, Christopher. <laughs> Excuse me. Only four of the five party members are human fighters. Uh, clearly, the dwarf and dwarf. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm an orc. Can you do? Can you do mine? Can you say orc? You're an idiot. That's what you are. They don't want to what? talk to you. No, just you say have the orc. lowest charisma in the party. I'm Shut up, Blorgoth. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Hi, I'm Blorgoth. Thank you very much. I'm not uh, gonna lie. I really like where this went, but the moment you said alien, my brain leaped, and I was like, oh my god, is this an opportunity to use the alien blaster in the DMG? You can use it. No. <laughs> See, I was I was also <laughs> debating on whether or not we should go there or not, but I was thinking, mm, you could possibly just, you know, no, go to the phaser pistols that are in the they, back of the DMG. They have to deal with the phaser pistols if they decide to fight them. Yeah, if you're going to fight them. Do you want to fight them? Do you want to fight about it? I want to fight about it. You're going to fight. I'd have a scrap. Are you ready to fight? Let's fucking do this then. Throw the... Let's throw down! Wheeler and Tordok, the sounds of combat and screams off in the distance. You are running through the grass plains of Tennessee. And as you run through the grass plains, you're coming over this very large hill. My nose itched. Sorry. This very large hill. And once you get to the top, you're overlooking this massive food marketplace. There are two kobolds, one with a massive captain hat and a peg leg, ducked down behind some watermelons. And there are hundreds of crossbow bolts being shot from the other end of the marketplace towards these kobolds. They look up at the hill at you and say, Hey, quick, get down here, get down here, we're gonna come and raid this place. What the fuck? Holy shit. I don't think I signed up for this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a part of this. But hey, little man, little guy over there, hey, uh, nice Actually, melons. Wait, 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 huh? wait, wait. Did you get that, Wheeler? I said nice melons you, to him. You did indeed. All right, <laughs> wait. Hold it. There, pirate hat. Davy Jones, but small. Uh, what's in it for us? Make it quick. It looks like you're going to die. You have to quickly run down the hill as bolts and arrows go flinging and pegging along the hill like a Ouija board. I don't know why Ouija board. <laughs> Come shooting and pegging the hill, and some go flying over your head, so you slide down the hill next to the pirate-like kobold as he says, Oh, hey, yeah, no, my name is Cleveland. Yeah, okay, Woody. All right, okay, What are we doing? We're trying to get to the other side of the marketplace. I heard they have a bag of golden rice. We're going to take it from them. Golden rice. Did I hear you right? Golden rice, I tell you. All right there, Jack Mediocre. It's Let's, magically uh, delicious. Mag- what the fuck? Where do we keep finding these fucking things? I don't know. We need We sh- Let's just fucking leave these All right, guys. let's go. Here we go. Check this out. Check this out, right? We take the hat. We throw it. It's bait. Now run the other way. When you toss the hat, he goes chasing it the other way, and you quickly have to dive over the cart of watermelons that you were hiding behind as they explode from a massive fireball being placed behind you. As you guys find some cover down these rows of frozen goods, fish and such, the other kobold follows suit and he goes, Hey, fuck that guy. I just want to get out of here. Yeah, no, I kind of agree, actually. This is uh, kind of some bullshit. Yeah, no, uh, time out, though. Time out. Look yeah. around. Look around. Look at this. Yeah. This town o- seems awfully fishy. Did Huh? We're in the frozen huh? fish section. Yeah. We need to move forward if we want to get to the but, ice. But did you hear what I said? I said, hey, this sounds, this seems fishy. <laughs> <laughs> and he elbows peculiar... Wheeler. He I... is elbowing Wheeler. <laughs> I don't. You... God, I hate your puns. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm the worst. All right. Moving through the supermarket, you make your way past the frozen food section and into the bun section. The section that you do love, Wheeler. That seems a bit presumptuous. Correct, but presumptuous. Yeah, no, he's definitely a buns man. I, okay, look, I like a good sandwich. What do you fucking want from me? Bread's gross. Put your sandwiches on buns. As you make your way down the bread aisle, you are stopped by someone. Fuck. 
See, all I'm picturing are these farmers throwing food at you right now. So this it looks is, ridiculous. It's a fucking food fight now. Fuck. It's a big food fight. They were shooting arrows. Now it's banana peels. That's all they got. Come running down. This side quest thing doesn't really work out when it's just very, like, weird. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's working out great. Tordox having a blast. Yeah. How's Wheeler doing? I'm hungry. <laughs> Food. Mm, food. food. Yeah. Uh, you guys may get down the end of the supermarket. I'm very bummed about my side quest right now. I'm very, like, hurt about my side quest right now. I wanted to do a supermarket fight, and I thought I could do it fine. And I don't think it came out very fine. Did we? Yeah, we fought in the town of Walmart. The Wall of Marts. Yeah. The Wall of <laughs> Hey, we're in the Marts of Wall. Does anyone at the damp door? <laughs> it's been a fucking while. Does They're probably the coming. Knock, 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 knock. You're fucking... Monsters at the door. God damn. <laughs> what? Dude, I was so confused for a second. Like, yeah. I really didn't... Like, I was like... I know, I saw Confusion. <laughs> like, um, I, I'll just... Um, let's let's know. get into it then. I suppose I'm gonna go answer the door. I well, it hasn't knocked yet because it's the middle of the night, and you both find yourselves awoken by a loud knock, knock that rattles the bones of the old building you call home. It's your turn to check the door, honey. I'm warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> My slippers are in the fucking car. Well, they I just got back from the dry cleaner. I told you not to leave them there. Whose fault is that? Fine, I'll fucking go get the door this time. I know you will. You'll get it the next two times. As you slowly <laughs> descend from the stairs, walking towards your front door, knock, knock. Again, two knocks. One right after another. And Fuck, who put the, the goddamn Lego on the step? <laughs> Mother fuck. I'm coming. Stop knocking. You're going to wake everyone up. Kids and the goddamn toys just fucking Legos everywhere. As you open the door, mm. yeah, yes. How, how may I help you? This is Patterson Residence. You peer into the dark night, and no signs that anyone was at your door is in front of you. You feel a cool breeze pass through you, causing the hairs on the back of your neck stand. Who is it? Uh, Sweetie, I think it was one of those dong-dang ditchers. Oh. They didn't leave poop on the porch again, did they? Uh, uh, Is there poop on the porch? Turning around to speak to Chris about the poop on the... on... (laughs) in front of the door that isn't there. You make eye contact with him, and... Something begins to manifest between you both. You know, this is why I married you. (laughs) An average-sized creature hovering in your living room starts to examine her surroundings. She appears to have long, flowing hair, a nice dress, all of which is lacking in any color, with a soft glow emanating from her in all directions. Listen, Chris, I don't know who she is. I don't believe you. I don't know who why is she? she's here. Why is she in this house? She j- Listen, it was your turn to get the damn door anyway. Don't bl- don't argue with I me don't on believe you. why they're here. You this is happening again. All have a nice home here. Yes, but it's not your home. So you need to leave. Spooky bitch! I'm gonna check out the kitchen. Spooky bitch, get the hell out of my house! Listen, you eat my star crunch, I swear to God, I will get the next cleric to banish your ass out of here, Banshee. You start seeing glasses shattering on the floor and (laughs) uh, chairs being moved around as she's uh, disappearing and reappearing in front of your eyes. And she's going, this is some nice stuff. You have dope shit, bro. Hey, that's an Apple Watch. I got it yesterday. Put it down. Put it. You, listen here, you ghostly bitch. I will kill you if you break that watch. Do you know how expensive that was? Listen, there's an urn for his <laughs> grandmother his up there. Just what? take that. Take the urn for his grandmother. It's up at the top. You always hated her. 
Where? Listen, it just takes up space that there's collecting dust anyway. I'm gonna go live upstairs now. All right, take the left side of the bed. All right, you're That's... officially on. That's my side. Listen, I don't know how to deal with ghosts. We'll find a cleric in the morning. Listen, Good you sleep night. on the couch. Just give me, give me the damn phone book. I'm just gonna. Where's poltergeist removers? No, you just, you just say that jingle. What jingle? Who are you gonna call? Who am I? Who am I gonna? It's fucking midnight. Who do I call? The ghost, but one eight hundred Ghostbusters, right? She the- pokes her head and she goes, "He means Ghostbusters, stupid." You get me so much. That's it. I'm coming I'm, to bed. I'm leaving. You have the ghost. Enjoy this. Enjoy the children. Enjoy the house. I'm leaving. Take the Legos. It was nice meeting Shut you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Please leave now. But seriously, you're going to have to keep it down, and you only get the left side of the bed. Okay. You are terrifyingly cold. All right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was a ghost. How'd you guys get it so fast? Um, you know, I thought it was—I thought it was the fact that it just—it wanted to be with me so much. Oh man, we might see her again. You guys were so rude too. You can didn't I even ask what? her name? Can I just applaud our commitment to the married bit? I'm that really was, proud of us. I'm very proud of you guys. That, that, was really that went in a direction I—I I was not expecting at all. And yes, no, I'm very proud of you. I, there was a moment that I had to like stop and think. I was like, does Chris have any relatives that have passed that he really, really cares about that I don't <laughs> want to mention? One <laughs> that I don't want to mention right now. No, don't worry. All of my old relatives are dead. <laughs> so I was just like, I got possessed by that ghost. Yeah, it was just great. Very briefly. <laughs> The urn that holds your dead twin. Yeah, no, I didn't want to go anything like related younger than Chris. That's always trust. Don't worry, I'm technically an only child. Speaking about being dead, and 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 now welcome to several more questions about Dungeons and Dragons for the internet and you listeners, and we answer them up to you, Beaster. Style, 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 style. Dylan! Brat! The brat was better than my, my echo. <laughs> uh, so, I got a couple questions that I thought were interesting. Yeah, you got a, you got a couple in there that I, I really like. The first one I want to do, because I, I don't want to not do it, and I think we can... Um, yeah, this I feel like we might have some decent... Uh, so, this one's real short. I'm going to do this one, and then... then uh, Chris, if you found one you like, you can read the next one. Oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, uh, so the first one is, okay, uh, question DMs. Are non-Druids allowed in a Druid grove? This one I like very much, because the only thing I'm picturing right now is this dope kind of, like, club scene it's, yeah. Druid, glo- <laughs> Druid grove, and they're not letting, like, other people yeah. that are non-Druids in. <laughs> The red velvet rope. So all like these pixies, Except it's a vine. Right? It's just this, <laughs> and it's like this wide open space, too. It's literally so just like, an open area in every, the forest. Everyone that's denied access is standing out front, like, pissed off. However, the music is absolutely no different than inside. <laughs> like, they could just have their fun there, but they're just angry because they can't get in to dance with the bears. Right. No, there's this huge dance floor, and it's all of these fey creatures and animals. This is sick disco fey bar. That's you know just all these dancing lights everywhere serving you drinks. It's super sick. The forebear and, and since it's in the, right since the forebear shows up, yep, you can't get in. But this massive fucking treant in a business suit walks in and they just open the fucking they vine just, yeah, for him and let vine. his ass in. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, you can't get in our druid grove. And it really su- it sucks worse than one of those places because it's in the middle of like the forest or the Feywilds wherever you're having this party at. Yeah, and there's no walls, so you can see everyone having. You fun. just see, yeah. You, there's nothing to prevent you from seeing what you're missing out on. It just re- so, um, yeah, no, uh, you can non druids can be allowed in, but they got to be like some sort of fake. Yeah, you've right? you've got to be you've got to be on that VIP list. You got to get into the fake club. Yep, got to so have a got to have subtypes only membership card something. The mm-hmm. Druid yeah. Grove. Yeah. It's run by some Druid mob boss. <laughs> so, I just pictured the circle, uh, like the um, uh, 
tree stump that they're using as a circle in the back. Just no, just guys like um, I I don't know uh, druids just in business suits circled around wearing like bowler caps. <laughs> I mean bowler hats, just smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. And there's that. What do you mean I'm funny? How am I funny? <laughs> There's that weird, smelly furball that sits by himself, and anyone that tries to go sit with him, he's just Forrest Gumps, and he's just, can't sit here. Yeah. Just weird <laughs> fucking, yeah. Uh, no, so to answer the question, uh, non-druids are allowed in, but only if you have the face subtype, you can get into the Druid Grove Club. Chris, what's another one that you liked? Uh, I really like this one, because it's uh, kind of relevant, I think. Uh, it's... How do you all battle DM fatigue? I've started to feel burnt out and I'm not having as much fun as I used to. Any remedies? Yes, there are tons of remedies. The first one is uh, morphine. The next one is um, uppers and then downers. You're, Speedballing. You're not, you're not, I say you're not supposed to. Well, I mean, you can. It's, it's yes, all right, but you're, you're not supposed to mix your uppers and your downers. I also heard Claritin. I mean, if you're a nerd, you don't. Yeah, I also heard Claritin does it, so if you just want to... Claritin will be the remedy for DM fatigue. Uh, so, DM fatigue shows up and everyone kind of uh, differently in my experience. Um, the best thing to do is don't play, don't play D&D. Yeah, like Stop actually. for like a week. Like if you go hard at it every week, you know, one or two days every week, you're going to get burnt out. It's... Uh... Also, I mean, there's a little bit li- missing from the question, right? Like, what is, <clears throat> what are you getting burnt out on? Is it actually sitting at the table describing the world and the that you have uh, laid out for your players? Is it every week, like, trying to suss out, like, what's going to happen next week? Is that the thing that's burning you out? Like, what I, exactly? I mean, the vibe I get from it is just that, uh, like... I mean, Jesse, you've done it a bit, so you, you have a decent idea. Uh, DMing in and of itself is like a very exhausting activity because it doesn't just require you to be present for the day of the game. Right. You have to spend all of your free time working on the game. Right. The reason I say this is relevant is because this is actually happening to one of my friends like right now. He runs uh, two games, uh, Thursday game and Friday game, both of which I play in, um, and... The Friday game, he recently messaged us, and he was like, I gotta be real with you guys, uh, between working and children and my life, I can't commit to writing an entire homebrew campaign the way that I want to right now. Um, And his answer, his remedy, was uh, sometimes you're fortunate enough to be a DM who has a player at the table who wants to try DMing, and you grab them, and you throw them in the hot seat, and you'd be like, fuck you, it's your turn, I want to play for a while. Yeah, uh, so that is always a great tool as well. Just even if it's only for like a one shot, or just however yeah. however long you need to take a break to from, rejuvenate from just the you don't even have to take a break from the game. Just yeah. a break from the DM side of the yeah, game. Yeah, get on the other side of the table. That's the best way to battle you know the DM fatigue that we're talking about. That is the and it can show up in many ways. Whether it's you're having a hard time coming up with story ideas, or you're having a hard time, you know, improving at the table because you maybe you're just a little too tired, or you're just yeah. not enjoying it. Um, take either take a break from the game completely if you don't want to do that. Have someone else run a short yeah. thing until you get you know back to where you're going. Yeah, I mean, I I personally have found that when I run like a consistent game, I I have fun being a DM. Like it's a it's a fun time. Like you know creating this thing for everybody at the table uh but doing it every single week i can get almost it's not even like i can't even say burnt out it's just i get caught up in the details like i get i start worrying about okay well what did i talk about you know four weeks ago i need to have this thing make sense for next game and then i try to like i work way too hard on this thing then when you know the time comes we have a blast and it does like that thing has no weight on you know what we ended up doing that session or something like that um so what I think I want to do is uh, start doing um, small like one-offs or you know a, oh, a right. two-shot or something like that where I can suss out all the details I need to before we even start playing the game, and then I have everything that I need in front of me, and I can improv the like the weird shit that. 
compete players want to do outside of um, what I have planned. I'm fine with that. Um, so, I mean, that's what I think I'm going to start doing. And maybe once I do that more and more and more, then once I go into a actual campaign, I'll be fine. Yeah. Just cons- oh, yeah, con- especially along those lines, considering how much consider how much time you're putting in, and then try yeah. to like balance that time out. If you th- if you're just spending way too much time into your game, and yeah. you need to cut back some hours. Just do that as well and try to go yeah, small. Yeah, because that's the thing. Is like if your burnout happens in my experience when you just commit more of yourself to something than you have able, and that's yeah, just dial it back a little. Mm-hmm. Don't go so big. We talked about that recently, yes. actually. <laughs> don't, yes. don't go so big. Uh, should I drop my group? Maybe it's just me feeling a little sensitive, but I'm considering dropping my current group of childhood friends. I prepared this. I prepared the Sunless Citadel campaign, printed and painted all the minis for the adventure, printed the map and handouts, and purchased folders and notebooks for my players. For two of them, I printed out custom minis and painted them. I even drove to a guy's house just so he can roll his stats. For the last three weeks, we have had cancellations for a day of the week we have all agreed upon, and I feel at this point I should just consider it a failure to launch, but it's just disappointing to have this prep go to waste. Suggestions or opinions? Damn. Those friends suck. Get new friends. Fuck those friends. Yeah, get new friends. Like, actually, fuck those people. Yeah, fuck those people. Also, like, props props to you, (laughs) random stranger, for driving all the way to someone's house so they could roll stats. Like, that is a level of commitment I have never seen, and I don't know if it's because you don't trust them or you just really want to be involved. (laughs) Or don't, like, no technology, just FaceTime them. Shit. (laughs) Find find friends that own the book, own the dice, and have the ability to make it to your games. Yeah. Just stick with those people. Tell the other people, no, you can't go into my sick druid grove. Yeah. Where I painted everyone else minis and, you know, bought them lunch and went to their house. That DM is dope. Yeah. No, like, that that is... Starting a game. That is... Yeah, like... Find yeah, find yourself some better players that will appreciate the disgusting amount of effort that you've clearly put into this. I tell or, you what. Or maybe this person has done this before and once they like got into it and everything, they ended up being like just an awful DM that railroaded them like crazy, would prepare everything ahead of time, write this huge thing, but it ended up just being a story at the table. Maybe they're the ones that suck. So you're saying our question asker is a con artist. Uh, yes, unless... He's a dirty, filthy liar. Is this Was this pulled off of uh, um, like a, some kind of a site, or was this an audience member? They don't listen to us. Yeah, then fuck this person. <laughs> yeah, you suck as a DM, obviously. You gotta engage them and bring them to you well, using they, you your can't, fantastic words. You can't engage them if they don't show up. <laughs> this person literally brought themselves to them. Yeah, no shit. So they can roll dice. Surprise D&D. They, they bought and painted them minis. Tell them that, that you're gonna buy them. That, that one for me is the hard line. Like... If you're buying things for people yeah, and they're dude. not roll like no, first off you take that shit back. Minis are expensive. So is the paint. And then you tell them to jump off a cliff and you find some players that will appreciate it. No, you know what? This is what you do. You you find them you, instead of telling them to jump off the cliff, you throw them. You off. find the cliff and you throw them. You go. You pick them up at their house, saying, "Okay, I know we had a cancellation, but I need you to roll your stats one more time." And when you roll your stats again, you say, "Oh no, we got to do it at this obscure location, just by the cliffside <laughs> in my by this cliff. It's, it's it's the lucky cliff. And you mm-hmm. roll your dice here, and then you hit them with a bat and throw and them and off the edge of the yeet! cliff. Disrespect my minis! I'll show you the sun, the citadel. <laughs> Uh, and you won't get caught. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. It's perfectly safe. Yeah, um, as long as you use a burner phone. That's right. You got to go get a straight, uh, straight talk. You got to get right? that straight talk yes. track phone. Either or. Right, right, right. right. Uh, don't keep the receipt in your wallet. Yeah, no uh, paper. No, no credit card. Pay with cash. Right. What cash. we're trying to say here is that uh, us here at uh, outside the stat block, we condone murder. Yeah, uh, when you set up your track phone, give them a fake name and a fake address. Oh, I thought there was a trampoline at the bottom of the cliff. 
That there was, is. Wait, you, this was all a joke. That was a really weird response mm-hmm. that you had, Chris. <laughs> Listen, I was going to be like, I was going to be like, you've been telling me I've been throwing these guys off the cliff and there's no trampoline? It is, but they bounce once and then land on very sharp rocks. <laughs> Listen, when you've had as many rocks. shitty jobs as I have, you're going to throw people off cliffs. <laughs> these, How dare these, you disrespect the sanctity of the game. These, when you've had as many bad jobs as I have, sometimes you think about things like how to get away with murder. It's just, it happens. Jesus. All right. So, speaking of being in the Christmas spirit, our next question. All right, so over Christmas, one of my players and myself are going to build a table for a group that is going to go in my gaming room slash future dungeon. Any recommendations, ideas? We plan to burn a design in the center of the table, but we can't design what we want to do. Any ideas or recommendations would be awesome. So, if you're going to burn a design in this table, there's only one design and logo that it can ever be, and that is the Abercrombie and Fitch logo, because that makes your table way more expensive. I mean, that, that is an that's idea. increases the value yeah, of it. With yeah. a small little TM on the top. Oh, right. see, I was going to go with the, uh, the big, the Supreme logo, because that is also something that makes regular, everyday objects stupid expensive for absolutely no reason. Or just make it out of moose shit. And squirrel hides. And squirrel hide. The and ultimate druid table. The ultimate druid table. Yeah. This, this, this smells this like is, berries. This is where the druids of the grove play their D&D. <laughs> it is a very smelly, nasty table, but they don't mind because it's natural. Yeah, and they're druids Dru- and they love it. Moose's shit. What would, so, like I mean, roses. pretty interesting shit's been done to tables already, right? Yeah. People put TVs in tables I've now. I've seen, we, yeah. Jesse, you and I have sat down and designed a table that mm-hmm. unfortunately hasn't come to fruition yet. But right. we designed a table where we could put a TV in it, right? So we had, um, I mean... What else do you need? I mean, cup holders. Okay, I was gonna crawlers. say cup holders, cup holders, and and it, like, yeah, depending on how like, if you have a constant group, like, assuming they're building this table and they have like a constant like amount of players, like it's always the same people. Everybody gets their spot. Everybody's spot has a little a little cup holder, a little section for dice, and enough extra table room for all your crap. Mm-hmm. Evenly divided. All of these things are very important to a D&D table, but I cannot stress enough the cup holder bit. Holy shit. Get a place for your beverages, because the last thing you want is some terrible liquid mishap all over your dice, your books, your character sheet. It's bad. Very, very gross. You don't want them sticking together, then you won't be able to read what your AC is on the back of your sheet, because that's right. where it goes. Because that's, yeah. USB ports. Oh, yeah. Why yep. do you, oh, so you can plug in and show displays on there? Uh, I was no, going to say for charging because there are, there are a yeah. lot of people now like with the you know with the advent of uh like D&D Beyond. I mean our uh like one and only guest Zach. That's what Zach does. He yeah. plugs his phone in and then you can have it so that it charges. Yeah, between all the free apps you can get uh D&D Beyond all the that spell, stuff. The, the yeah, the the absolute compendium of spells that exists through technology not having to flip through a book. You know they, what I you know what I want to bring back that's just for stylish kind of looks that I just it doesn't that you don't see them anymore and you can incorporate it in a D&D table fucking lava lamps man just imagine oh, having see, this underlight heating up these lava lamps for a glass table surrounded by a TV I, that would be a dope and table. then grow out like a handlebar mustache and like wear clothes from the 80s cuz you sound old bro you don't like lot. Are you telling me you don't like lava lamps? I want to know what <laughs> you grabbed from like four timelines there. Did. Yeah, I, did. I mean, I, it really took me a second to try to picture like, this person. Yeah, but I mean, they came. They like came out in the late sixties, and then I, they I got better, that, bigger uh, in the seventies. And then uh, uncle's name from Napoleon Dynamite. That's what I was picturing Rico. in my Rico. fucking head. No <laughs> shit, that's hilarious. I bet I could throw that over them. Their mountains. <laughs> Oh, oh! Now I'm thinking about that movie. Oh, Uncle, Uncle, All right. Uncle Rico in your squirrel skin lava lamp table. On on that note, with your with the parting memory of Uncle Rico and the thought of Napoleon Dynamite, uh, I think we're gonna call it here. If you have made it this far, we are outside the stat block. Sorry for a shitty side quest. I am Ben. You can find us on Twitter at outside the stat block. Facebook uh, outside the. St- oh, sorry, that's not where you can find us on a Twitter. I got way too comfortable with that. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at OTS Block, uh, at 
OTS block. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Facebook outside the stat block. Our website uh, outside the stat block.com where you can leave comments, ask questions, and find all of our episodes. Do those things. Plus, it access our Twitter feed so you don't even have to go to Twitter. But go to Twitter anyway. It's good for analytics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, what else should the audience do? Uh, the audience should, uh, if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, give us that uh, give us that good five star rating. Give us a good review. Really helps out. We really appreciate it. Um, continue to you know enjoy every week uh, or uh, subscribe on Spotify as well if that's your preferred medium. Uh, I think that covers all of my notes. I have Chris. I've Chris. Wow. I have Chris. I have Chris. I have Ben. <laughs> I have Chris and Ben. Together in one bed. Mm, wait, what? With what? one third shirts. What? Brought to you by one third shirts. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. I yep. forgot our sponsor. Right. One third shirts. One third shirts. Are you cold? Are you hot? Does it matter? No, because you have a one third shirt on. The most comfortable kind of shirt that you can possibly get. My nipples are exposed. The most comfortable exposed nipples as possible. Do you like your nipples and want them to be seen more? One third shirt. Check them out and uh, use our promo code uh, OTS block. You know, when I wear my one third shirt, I just love the breeze that goes through my folds when I'm walking down on a nice fall crisp day. Ooh, my folds. Well, (laughs) thank you for listening. Um, Please... Please uh, give us some feedback. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hate. <laughs> Tell uh, us how much you hate that whole segment. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> um, and uh, my name is Jesse. Now go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe! <laughs> 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 stroke one day when you do that.